0: As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514 488 3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor with Next Move Group. Before we begin today's podcast, if you've been enjoying our podcast series, please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That'll sure help us out. We'd appreciate it a whole lot. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group, We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. Today we got Chris Bontrager with us. He's the vice president of the western region for retail strategy. So Chris, welcome to our show. Thanks, Chad. So Chris and I actually got to know each other. He was one of our executive search placements in economic development back a while back before he decided to try his hand at the private sector and got with retail strategy. So why don't we start with you just telling these folks a little bit about what retail strategies does?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Chad. So, what we do, we are a municipal economic development consulting firm, and we focus solely on retail recruitment for uh, small to mid-sized communities across the country. Right now we're in about 35 to 40 states across the country. And as I mentioned, we focus on small to mid-sized communities. The kind of the bread and butters between 5,000 to 50,000 population communities. And the whole company was sprung from the idea that there are missing resources in these smaller communities. Maybe it's funding, maybe it's time, or maybe it's just a lack of industry uh, experience. So we were founded to kind of fill that gap and just work as a uh, outsourced arm of the city's economic development efforts. With our client communities, we focus on really being an outsourced arm of their economic development needle. Really, we work hand-in-hand with those economic development directors to be their retail arm of their recruitment efforts.
0: Well, I got started in economic development in 2004, so 17 years now, and I have seen a tremendous uptick, particularly in the small communities that won't help recruiting retail. Matter of fact, last week, I was in a Texas community of about 5,000 people, and they far prefer retail over manufacturing. So the whole dynamic has turned to where when I first got in it, hardly anybody really recruited retail. Now, there's places recruiting it more so than others. So I think that y'all have a very unique niche, and our niche kind of matches up because we pursue the small to midsize as well. But of course, we're more in the manufacturing. So do y'all do studies for these towns or do you coach them? Do you actually help them recruit? I mean, you probably have multiple services, but if there's a small town mayor, economic developer list, then what all different services do you have for them?
1: So the first answer is we do a little bit of everything. So, you know, depending on the needs of the community and needs of the staff, we can customize our services based off of really what they're looking for. If it's a community that is well-staffed up with retail experience and they've had a lot of success doing it on their own, we can come in, just come in as a, really as an added layer of support, provide data, provide research for those communities. And then for communities that have those limited resources, if they don't have the time or the staff, we'll actually come in and create a comprehensive retail recruitment effort. So it all starts with the data and the research, of course. And then we'll actually go and make those connections, actually reach out to those prospects, identify those prospects and make those connections. We work very closely with local property owners on behalf of the city, identify those property owners that have those great sites in the community, and then connect them with those prospective brands that want to be there. It really is, in all senses of the word, an outsourced arm of the economic development effort.
0: Well, I know we just did an executive search for the Plainview Texas Economic Development Organization, and they were telling us what a lot of success they had had working with y'all in retail. So I have now seen it firsthand. I mean, with a, not just a theory, but a real life case study. So why don't you just talk about, you know, that's just a good example of a small town in West Texas where y'all been affected.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Plainview is a great community. They have been great to work with. Since working with Plainview, we've successfully brought around 8 to 10 new construction businesses to the community, specifically their uh, interstate corridor off of I-27. If you take it back three or four years ago and look at it today, that corridor looks nothing like it did three or four years ago. It's almost been completely redeveloped due to our efforts and then, of course, due to the uh, outstanding leadership there in the city.
0: So I have toured the Retail Strategies office in Birmingham, and it is absolutely beautiful, beautiful space there. Since you're over the Western Division, you moved to Texas, didn't you?
1: Yeah, so what I am doing is uh, I'm kind of a citizen of two different states right now. I split time between Birmingham, Alabama, and then Fort Worth, Texas. About six months ago, I relocated to Fort Worth, Texas, and we just opened an office out here. We've got about four staff members on deck already, and the name of the game was to Really be able to service our clients locally in their backyard, really from Texas onward. It's been very good so far. Still getting used to the new locality, but it's been great. Well, I know
0: you got into this world as a local economic developer. Now many people grow up wanting to be an economic developer. So how'd you stumble into this?
1: Like most economic developers, I purely stumbled into it. I was in grad school. I got a referral to go intern for a local economic development office. And you know, a required internship for my master's program. I got referred to uh, Joe Turnham, really kind of the longstanding legends of economic development in the state of Alabama. And I didn't know him from Adam. I didn't know anything about economic development, but uh, gave him a call and he brought me down. I became an intern and basically the rest is history. When I finished grad school, I left there and went to work for C3 of Northwest Alabama, which is a tri-county economic development alliance located in Northwest Alabama. And then one day I got a call from Chad Chancellor and asked me if I would be interested in interviewing, come and become an executive director uh, down in uh, Marengo County. And the years have just kind of flown by. Like most economic developers, you kind of stumble into it. I have a little more formal training in economic development. I ended up switching my master's program to focus on economic development. And so it's been a great ride so far.
0: So I know Southern Miss has a master's of economic development. There's not a whole lot of programs out there, but you didn't get yours from Southern Miss. You got it from Auburn, right? So tell us a little bit about that program.
1: Yeah. So specifically I have a master's degree in public administration from Auburn, but Auburn has a world renowned economic development education program. They host the basic and intensive course for IEDC for the state of Alabama. So they provide that option to really minor or focus in economic development and it's been worthwhile. I think most of, you know, outside of hands-on experience, everything I've learned in the field of economic development was from that program.
0: We're gonna take a quick break for a message for our listeners, be right back right after this. I wanna thank location1.com. some of you know it as Lois, for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database On the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my buildings and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you looking back. I should have put my buildings and Sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most, it works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other buildings and Sites databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com, book yourself a demo, and see if this can help your community have more success. Well, Chris is a huge Auburn fan, so I didn't tell him I was going to ask this, but do you think you've got the right coach?
1: That's a loaded question. I'm excited about the new coach. I think he has the temperament for what we need, and so far what we've seen throughout the season, we've had a couple close losses that could have been wins, but I think things are looking good. I'll just tell you, I wasn't a big fan of the last coach, so I'm still pretty excited. And let's see what we can do for the rest of the season.
0: Well, that was a big win over LSU. I mean, that kind of settled things because y'all played Penn State hard. You weren't excited over Malzahn. I don't think Central Florida is either, based on the start that he's gotten off to down there.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you. So, on that note, what's your prediction on our meeting here in a couple weeks? We can beat
0: Auburn. Is it at Mississippi State or Auburn? I can't remember where. I think we go to Auburn this year, so that won't be easy. You know, that's the type game that Auburn really needs to win. We either got to beat y'all or Kentucky to make a ball. And so I think we can win one of those games. I actually, our quarterback is starting to see the field. in that Leach offense, it just takes a while. He's actually against Texas A&M. He threw for like 470 yards. Or, and so uh, we play Vanderbilt Saturday. Then I think we get Kentucky. So I actually have hope now, whereas this time last year I had no hope whatsoever.
1: Well, I hope that we can dash your dreams and hopes because, with all the chaos in the SEC this year, our destiny is in front of us. Yeah, somehow we run the table, you know, we're going to have a very nice season, and so it's really up for grabs.
0: Yeah, I mean Auburn needs to beat the Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Arkansas. Y'all already beat Arkansas, but I mean all of the you know, now those aren't easy wins where they used to be, you know, especially Arkansas's improved. But LSU's down, so it kind of goes in cycles. So. What do you really love about your job now? What gets you up every day ready to go?
1: Well, I'll tell you the great thing about doing what I do is I continue to work with communities at the local level. My passion is really in rural economic development, starting with my internship, working at the Macon County Economic Development Authority with Joe Turnham. I've always worked in rural. I think that that is where the need is. You know, I've always been focused on trying to go where the need is and working with retail strategies. I'm still able to work with rural communities. You just get to see the change. I mean, that's the best part about economic development. You tangibly get to see the, uh, the results of your efforts. And then also the people that you meet in rural economic development across the country. It's unreplaceable, the experiences that you have.
0: So I know you served in the military. So take us back to when you were 10 or 11 years old, what did you want to be and how did that lay the foundation for what you're doing now?
1: Oh, absolutely. I was actually talking to someone about this the other day. Technically, I've, I guess I've been in community development my entire life. You know, as a kid, all I wanted to do was join the military. I've got a long history of family in the military and straight out of high school, I went and joined the army. And uh, went off, did a tour in Iraq during Operation Iraqi Freedom. And, you know, ironically enough, as a young enlisted soldier, our mission was basically community development at that point. We worked with locals and really local advisement on uh, getting them staffed up, getting the Iraqi police staffed up. And so technically it's all been tied together and it's been very fluid. It was a long time ago, much younger me. I had a lot more hair then. I have very fond memories.
0: Well, I know you're highly involved in SEDC. I guess you serve on that board now, right?
1: Yeah. So I've been the Alabama State Director and the Alabama Alternative Director for the past four years there on the SEDC board. And from an experience standpoint, it's been a fantastic organization. And especially from a networking standpoint, there's no other organization in our field that allows you to really network and share ideas with like professionals really across the Southeast. I think it's up to 17 states now.
0: Yeah. So for our young people listening, Chris is a good example of getting involved. He's at everything, but SCDC got really involved in it. And though he sounds like an old soul, you're in your early 30s, right? I don't know. I'm getting older now. You might be about as old as
1: me now. (laughs) Not, Not quite. I feel old, but no, I'm still in my early 30s.
0: We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners. Be right back right after this.
2: Hello everyone, Gabby Molise here to highlight this week's Executive Search Spotlight. This week we are going to spotlight the East Central Indiana Regional Partnership as they are seeking a new president and CEO. For those of you who are unfamiliar, the East Central Indiana Regional Partnership consists of nine counties. This area offers choices from rural towns or medium sized cities, all within proximity to big city amenities, and in Indianapolis and Fort Wayne, Indiana. Dayton, Cincinnati, and Columbus, Ohio. It is a really great area and an easy sell with low taxes, affordable land, housing, and close access to great higher education. This region and East Central Indiana features fully developed industrial parks and available buildings, all with an impressive grid of rail and highway connections that provide quick access to interstates. Pay will be up to $130,000 based on experience. And to learn more, you can visit thenextmovegroup.com backslash E-C-I-R-P or contact Brittany McCoy with the Next Move Group with any questions.
0: So he's in his early 30s, and he's already served on the SCDC board for four years. So for our young economic developers listening, that's kind of what I did. I think I've only served for two years, but I was about 30 when I was the Kentucky State Director. So for our young economic developers listening, there are places you can get involved that will absolutely have you. You just got to go out there and make it happen. But I would assume that's really got a lot to do with your success, just you know how involved you've gotten yourself in things. You might speak about that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I mentioned, the key is the networking piece and really being exposed to thought leaders across the country, especially the Southeast. There probably isn't a bigger collection of economic development leaders and professionals in the country. And the amount of really the knowledge sharing is really invaluable, just from a networking and connection standpoint. So
0: who would you say has been the biggest influence on your career?
1: Oh, my gosh. If I said Chad Chancellor, would I be lying? There you go. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Not to make your head any bigger, but, you know, you've been a great influence. You know, I met you early on and you're a key integral step in the process of where I've gotten to this point. Really, just in general, not to beat a dead horse, but the old leadership in the field and just being able to learn from these guys and girls that have been doing this for so long. I can't even name one specifically, has had a major influence, but I would just say just in general, it's a very collaborative industry, and I've been a huge beneficiary of that.
0: Well, do you have any daily habits that make you successful? So I have watched you, and I think you're an excellent salesperson. Some people think sales is a bad word. I don't. I think that economic developers need to get more sales training, and be more salesman-like, but do you have any habits that just kind of keep you on track that others could learn from?
1: You know, you mentioned the dirty word of sales. You know, sales is nothing more than making good quality connections with other individuals. And that's really the bottom line of it. To go from that is really just to do what you say you're going to do. And you take those two things, you develop good relationships with people, you develop rapport, and then you do what you say you're going to do. And the rest takes care of itself. And i say if there's one tangible thing that I do, I may do it too much is uh, at the end of the day, make sure I have a zero inbox. And when I wake up, first thing I do is zero out my inbox. Nothing drives me more crazy than sending emails to folks that takes them forever to respond. And so I think if there's one tangible thing that I do is just make sure to keep that inbox at zero pretty much as often as I can.
0: Oh, Manny, I wish you hadn't said that. Gabby and Brandon and stay on me. I guess they have to do that too. So right now I've got And this drives everybody around me crazy. I got 1,517 emails I hadn't opened, and I got 195 text messages. So maybe I need to take your advice. I don't know how I'd ever get it back to zero. So maybe I need to take your advice. Well, as we start to conclude, what's the best advice you've received that you might share with others within the industry that they can learn from?
1: Well, you know, that's a good question. Probably the best advice I've ever received, and I carry it to today, kind of tie into the zero inbox is, like I say, do what you say you're going to do. Don't overpromise if you can't deliver. But one key piece of information I picked up, an old boss of mine told me, one of my first bosses told me, uh, I think it was on my first, maybe my first day or first week on the job. And he said, you know, if I can give you one piece of advice is take notes, write everything down. He goes, you know, you'll have the best of intentions to remember something. But what often happens is you get caught up in the moment and then you'll forget exactly what you thought you were going to remember. So just write everything down. And then at the end of the day, the worst thing that can happen is the information you wrote down is useless, but on the flip side, if you don't write it down, you may miss a key follow-up, which ties into, you know, just doing what you say you're going to do. If you make commitments, make sure that you uh, record it so you can go back and uh, follow through.
0: Absolutely. Well, as we wind down, First of all, thank you for your service and for being on our show today. And tell these people how they can interact with you. I'm sure some of them listening have thought to themselves, we need more retail. So give them your website, your email, and then I don't know if y'all have a demo they can do or come visit you or whatever the best way to kind of get introduced, feel free to tell them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the easiest way to contact me is through email. I know I've got a complicated long name, but it's C Bontrager at retailstrategies.com. So if anyone has any questions or any uh, real curiosity as to what we do and how we can support the community, just feel to reach out. You know, even if you don't want to hire us, reach out and we can just discuss economic development.
0: All right, Chris, thank you for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you.